Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I am your host, Steve Chico. Normally do the podcast fly verbally that takes about 42 hours to finish an average episode, but this is the Flyers Forecast where we take a look at your Flyers week ahead, and it usually only takes 20 minutes or less. Oh, wow. But anyway, let's get into it, and let's look at your Philadelphia Flyers week ahead for the week of October 18th. 2021. The Flyers had a relatively light first initial NHL opening weekend. Not much to do, just a Friday night game against the Vancouver Canucks, and a disappointing result in that one. The Flyers lost in the shootout, but you know, they got a point. They showed some fight. Hopefully, we are looking at a pretty good season ahead for the Flyers. Pretty good. Geez, the expectations really are rock bottom for this team. Good lord. Let's try to remain positive. Let's look forward. We all love hockey. We're here to watch the hockey. Let's do it. First up, the Flyers have to face the Seattle Kraken, the new kids on the block. 7 p.m. tonight, the 18th. Oh, wow. You might be listening to this days later. I don't know. But (laughs) tonight, as far as I'm concerned, Seattle Kraken, 7 p.m. That's going to be on NBC Sports Philadelphia and Root Northwest if you're out in the Seattle region and uh, probably available on ESPN Plus for a number of you people outside of those markets. Second on the docket this week, the Flyers have the Boston Bruins, another home game. Wednesday the 20th, 7.30 p.m. That one's going to be on TNT and Sportsnet 1. Let's hope this goes better than the first TNT Flyers-Bruins broadcast where (laughs) just all sorts of crazy crap was happening. The screen was just all sorts of screwed up. Like at one point, that uh, the top of the screen was on the bottom, and the the bottom was in the middle. It was just all it was crazy. It wasn't good. It was very much preseason for the broadcast team as well as the Flyers and Bruins for that one. But you know they've had a couple broadcasts since then. They've looked good. It's a lot of fun on TNT. Let's hope it's a good broadcast. Finally, for this week, the Flyers host the Florida Panthers. All home games this week. It's nice to have some home cooking to start the season. Saturday the 23rd, 7 p.m. That's going to be on NBC Sports Philadelphia and BSFL if you are down in Miami. Now let's talk about your Philadelphia Flyers. So far, they have a sterling record of 0-0-1, 1.7th in the Metro. Devils are 6th at 1-0-0, and the Isles are 8th at 0-2-0. You hate to see it. Oh, the Islanders having a tough start. Oh, it's a real shame. Just terrible. But, you know, you can't really take anything away from the standings after just a couple games. It is what it is. And uh, look, the Flyers are there, and we're going to see if they can climb the standings a little bit this week. Top scorers, I've got both the scores from last season and this season because the Flyers have played one game. But this season, Farabee, two points, one goal, one assist. Yandel, Keith Yandel, the new guy, two points, two assists. They are all assists. Ryan Ellis also has two assists. Sean Couturier has two assists. And Claude Giroux, the captain himself, one point, which was a goal. And it was the game-tying goal in that Vancouver Canucks game. And it was a doozy. It was a beaut. Oh, the captain. Oh, captain. My captain. That said, that was just one game, however, so you really can't take that much away from that. Although I do expect you'll see a lot of these names up there. Couturier, Giroux, Farabee. Last season, James Van Riemsdyk led the way 43 points, 17 goals, 26 assists. Claude Giroux, 43 points, 16 goals, 27 assists. Jakub Voracek, Jake Voracek, RIPD, my friend, Jake Voracek. We are 
We're missing a surliness around here, and he's just blocked me on Twitter for that comment. 43.9 goals, 34 assists. Sean Couturier coots himself. 41 points, 18 goals, 23 assists, and that was only in 45 games. So Sean Couturier, obviously one of the team's top players, top scorers, the man who plays chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Finally, Joel Farabee, 38 points, 20 goals, 18 assists, and Joel Farabee was the goal leader for the team last season. Goaltending-wise, Carter Hart, not the start you wanted out of him. 0-0-1, 378 GAA, 897 save percentage. Oh, please no, Carter. Let's not repeat last season when Carter Hart went 9-11-5 with a 367 GAA and an 877 save percentage. It was ugly. Woof. Carter Hart's number. Wolf Buzz, your goalie's numbers. Please, Carter, save us from another season of this. I mean, I wouldn't blame every goal on Carter Hart in that game. I mean, there were a lot of fluky goals in that game. But still, it's not the numbers you want, not the start you want. Uh, last season, also, Brian Elliott was 15-9-2 with a 3.06 GAA and 8.99 save percentage. But that's not, it doesn't matter because he's not here anymore. He's in Tampa Bay packing up Vasilevsky. He's just, uh, he's, you know, Moose, we're going to miss you, Moose. We've got Martin Jones. We don't know what to expect out of Martin Jones. I don't think I, he might get a start in this week. I, I didn't like what I saw out of him in preseason, but please prove me wrong, Martin Jones. I would imagine not the Bruins game, probably the Panthers game, but they're both very good teams. So you got to start him at some point, I guess. But Carter Hart is probably going to be your guy for at least the first couple games this week. Injury-wise, the Flyers have a bunch. I couldn't even list all of them because there were just too many, and no one has time for that. Nobody. But I listed the important ones here, and the not-so-important ones, but they do affect the daily lineup, so I'm going to mention those. First up, Kevin Hayes on the IR with an abdomen injury, and it just sucks. It sucks to start the season without Kevin Hayes. Derek Broussard has done an admirable job at second-line center, but... You really want Kevin Hayes in that spot. That's what you're paying him for. That's what you want to see him there. Uh, hopefully Kevin Hayes gets healthy soon and is back in the lineup, but it's still going to be a couple weeks before you see Kevin Hayes, most likely. Wade Allison, also on the IR with sprained ankle, and that also sucks. Was really expecting to see a lot of Wade Allison in the early season in the bottom six, and hopefully Wade has a speedy recovery. I really like the fight and the fire he brought late last season and that goal-scoring ability. It's uh, He's a, an exciting young player, that Wade Allison. Zach McEwen has visa issues. I don't know who this is, but he's on there. Okay, cool. Cool story. Patrick Brown, who the Flyers got off waivers the other day. COVID protocol. I, will you see Patty Brown soon? Who knows? I, I have no idea. I don't really know anything about this guy. What the heck? Rasmus Ristolainen, one of the big jewels of the offseason. Certainly a large presence and a large man. Day-to-day, -day, terrible case of the UBI, as Craig used to say. But uh, upper body injury for Rasmus, and hopefully he's back. We really would like to see him make his Flyers debut, see what he's got, what he brings to the orange and black. W will he make his debut tonight against the Kraken? I guess we're on the edge of our seats. I'll try to see if I can get an update by the time I finish recording this, because it certainly would feel foolish to not have the Rasmus Ristolainen update by the end of the preview show, but we're going to find out. Samuel Moran on the IR with a knee injury. That poor guy just cannot seem to stay healthy, and he has another injury. So hopefully a, a speedy recovery for Sam Moran. 
And as I said before, there's other names, but they're really just relevant to the miners, and uh, it's not what we're doing here. This is not the Phantoms forecast, uh, perhaps a show that could be started up at some point, but this is the Flyers forecast, so we're not going to talk about all the other names on here. Moving on to the Flyers opponents, first up is the Seattle Kraken, and you want to talk about not having any information. This is a franchise to not have much informational but they've already played three games two more than the flyers so they are one one and one so they've gotten the full nhl experience already three points they're second in the pacific but who cares standings don't matter right now top scorers to this point brandon tanev three points three goals for tanev and he you know brandon tanev of course uh best known for looking spooked in the one picture he saw the ghost in the picture next up on the scoring list jared mccann he's got three points two goals one assist and how about that a pair of penguins at the top of the list here i am not sad to see them go from the pittsburgh penguins i i am sad that we have to play them tonight and i know tanov certainly has killed the flyers in the past and mccann's an incredibly ho- talented hockey player so we will see what happens there next up is ryan donato two points one goal one assist alexander wenberg two points one goal one assist Jonas Donskoy, two points, two assists, and Jordan Eberle with two points and two assists. Eberle, we, of course, are very familiar with from his time with the New York Islanders. Goaltending-wise, only Grubauer has played for them so far. Philip Grubauer, 1-1-1, one, 2-9-9, one one, GAA, 8-94, save percentage. But last season, Grubauer was 39-1 with a 1-9-5 GAA and a 9-22 save percentage with the Colorado Avalanche. So, Grubauer is a good goalie. I don't know what to think about the Seattle defense to this point and what they're doing in front of them. I haven't gotten a chance to watch them too much. It's going to be an interesting game, especially because former Flyers coach Dave Haxtall is the head coach of the Seattle Kraken. Welcome back, Dave. Heard there were some players talking to Dave. Wonder what they were talking about. Maybe, how's your wife? How's your kids? I don't think it's anything more than that, folks. I know. I'm sorry. It's not scandalous enough. Anyway, back to the goaltending. Grubauer is your starter. Chris Drieger is your backup, and Drieger, pretty good with the Carolina, or not the Carolina Panthers, the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, play the game of football. How about that? Injury-wise, Vince Dunn is day-to-day with an undisclosed injury, being very secretive there already, the Seattle Kraken. Marcus Johansson on the IR, LBI. Callie Yarncroke, who I had to get the phonetic spelling for that name because I had no idea, much like Marshawn Lynch, how to pronounce that, on the IR COVID protocol. Colin Blackwell, LBI, and Yanni Gord on the IR with a shoulder injury for Yanni Gord, the former Lightning. Moving on to the Boston Bruins. They've also only played one game, much like the Flyers. However, they'll have played another game by the time they play the Flyers in the middle of the week. Two points, seventh in the Atlantic, 1-0-0 are the Bruins. Again, standings do not matter at this point. Top scorers this season so far in the whole one game they've played, Brad Marchand, Two points, both goals. Jake DeBrusque, one point, one goal. Nick Felino, one point, an assist. Eric Kala, one point, an assist. And David Pasternak, one point, one assist. Last season, however, Brad Marchand had a ton of points, a nice total of points, 69 points for Brad Marchand, 29 goals, 40 assists. Patrice Bergeron, 48 points, 23 goals, 25 assists. David Pasternak, 48 points, 20 goals, 28 assists, and only 48 games. Those three guys, they call them the perfection line. I roll my eyes at it, but goddamn, is that a good hockey line? That is just such a formidable line. One of the most difficult lines to take down in the game. Not looking forward to facing them. 
David Krejci, 44 points, 8 goals, 36 assists. And Krejci's not even with the Bruins anymore. He's playing in the Czech Republic. I'm shocked by that still. But, hey, follow your heart, David. Finally, Craig Smith, 32 points, 13 goals, and 19 assists. Those are your top five scores for the Boston Bruins last season. Goaltending is a little different for the Bruins in the last few seasons that we've seen them. Jeremy Swayman is currently the starter, 1-0-1 GAA, 9.64 save percentage in his whopping one game. Linus Olmark is your backup. He was with the Sabres last season. But last season was a little different. You had Tuka Rask, you had Yaroslav Halak, and Swayman came in late in the year when Rask had some, and Halak had some injury issues. And Swayman's very good. He hasn't played a ton of games, but he's been very good. But, you know, Halak and Rask were one of the best one-two punches in the game. So that's, you know, that's a, a big loss for the Bruins. That's some uncertainty back there. But again, Swayman looks really good. It must be nice to just get goaltenders that are good off the bat and... <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Rask is currently a free agent recovering from off-season surgery. He's expected by a lot of people to go back to the Bruins. But, I mean, if Swayman and Olmark can hold down the fort and actually look really good in the meantime, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Rask move on and maybe be a mid-season surprise for some team. But we shall see. He could also retire. Who knows? Injury-wise, the only one listed is Curtis Lazar. I call him Major Laser. He's got a UBI, so no Curtis Lazar. Finally, we have the Florida Panthers. They are 2-0-0, four points, first in the Atlantic. Who cares? They're tied with half the division. Standings don't matter right now. Top scorers through their whopping two games. Sam Bennett, three points. He's got three goals already. Wow. I did not expect that out of Sam Bennett. Carter Verhag. I think that's right. Verhag? Yeah, let's go with that. Three points, two goals, one assist. Aaron Ekblad, three points, two goals, one assist. Alexander Barkov, three points, one goal, two assists. But he would have had more points if he wasn't so drastically underrated. You know, the man is just... People gotta stop underrating Alexander Barkov. He's been underrated for 25 years now. It's crazy. And finally, Gustav Forsling, three points, three assists. So the, the Panthers put up some points in a couple games. Last season, Jonathan Huberdeau was their leading scorer, 61 points, 20 goals, 41 assists, and the man I would probably say is the actual underrated one there in Florida. Alexander Barkov, who's not underrated, he's perfectly finely rated because he's a great hockey player. 58 points, 26 goals, 32 assists. I only complain because it is known. It is known he's a great hockey player. Everybody knows Barkov is great. <laughs> Carter Verheg, 36 points, 18 goals, 18 assists. You know, pronouncing that name... It's just reminding me of Wormhat from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know if it's a worm hat. No, it's a it's a guy who flies around in a little biplane. It's just, that's, I digress. Let's get back to hockey. Mackenzie Wieger, 36 points, 6 goals, 30 assists. And Patrick Hornquist, 32 points, 14 goals, 18 assists. So they, this is a team that can put up some numbers. I think Florida's big problem is on the defensive end and sometimes the goaltending end. Certainly not in the offensive end. They have some great forwards on that team. Goaltending-wise, this season, Sergei Bobrovsky through two games. He's 2-0-0, 247 GAA, 935 save percentage. That's a nice start for the man they call Bob. Last season, Bob, not so great for at least the money he was making. Uh, certainly numbers we would have taken in Philadelphia. But for the money Sergei Bobrovsky is making to play the position of goaltender, that is for not the best numbers. 19, 8, and 2. 291 GAA, 906 save percentage for Bob. Chris Drager, 
uh, backed him up last year. Who cares about his numbers? He's not there anymore. He's with the Seattle Kraken. I guess I could say his numbers because it applies to the Kraken game, but who cares? And uh, Spencer Knight, 4-0-0, GAA, 9-19 save percentage. The big thing is Knight is breathing down Bob's neck. He's got some pressure to be good, to be better. So we'll see what Sergei Bobrovsky can do. Injury-wise, the Panthers have four guys who I kind of know. Marcus Nudavara, undisclosed. Kevin Kanaton? Let's go with that. Undisclosed. John Ludwig? Undisclosed. And Noel Achari has UBI. So that's your your injuries for the Panthers. The big names are in there, and that is always worrisome. And the biggest one, I think, is Ekblad coming back because he had his season cut short last season. So Aaron Ekblad is certainly a worrisome threat on the blue line. I mean, you've got Barkoff. You have the actual underrated one in Huberto. It's a tough team, and I think they're all tough matchups this week maybe not seattle i am hoping is not a tough matchup for the flyers i'm really hoping it's not tough but we'll see i i didn't like their expansion draft at all they got some pretty good players like i like mccann a lot i like danov but it just didn't, didn't feel inspired to me they should have taken jvr or voracek or ghost or something but they didn't take any of them they just they took carson torinsky still scratching my head over that one but Bruins and Panthers are definitely two very difficult teams. I am very happy to not have to play the Boston Bruins about 6,000 times this season. That was awful last year. Absolutely terrible. Finally, player of the week selection. Who do I think are going to be the standout stars for the Philadelphia Flyers this week? I think Joel Farabee is going to keep it going. Joel Farabee started hot last season. I think he's going to start hot again this season. He's already got a couple points. Keep it going, Joel. And... I'm also gonna... I liked what I saw out of Ryan Ellis in that first game. I think he looks fantastic. He really is that top-line blue liner we have been looking for for a few years now. And I just am excited to see what he keeps bringing. I'm expecting a big week out of Ryan Ellis. So we'll we'll see if these guys are truly the Flyers of the Week. But we will uh, recap next week on the Flyers forecast. And if you are new to the Flyers forecast, please note that uh, episodes come out... Early in the week, I usually try to have them out Monday or Tuesday, occasionally Wednesday if I'm feeling super lazy, but it depends on the flyer schedule and if I feel like interrupting my sloth-like football Sundays to, to record a podcast, which is always a difficult decision for me. But yeah, Flyers forecast, keep it short and talk about your Flyers week ahead. You can also listen to me on the podcast Fly Purbly on Broad Street Hockey and that is a, a very, very irreverent, weird Flyers podcast. And please listen, because it's weird, and I would appreciate it. There's also BSH Radio, checking out the competition, and post games with Bill Matz. So lots of great podcast offerings for you on Broad Street Hockey. If you want to reach out to me, best places on Twitter, you can reach me at Bomb or at Flyperbole. If it's for hockey, I strongly recommend you follow Flyperbole, because that's where all my hockey talk is done. All right, folks, that's all I got for you on the forecast. Go Flyers. Let's see what the week ahead brings. Be nice to people. Be nice to your stadium staff. You're going to any of these games, three home games. I know there's some restrictions out there, but it's scary times out there. So please be nice. Please be courteous. Please follow those rules. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.